another episode of the BFB Blitz presented by Bayfront Boys. Um, Nick, just you and I in the studio once again. Um, we got we got some uh, people slacking on the staff once again this week. Unbelievable. Um, we'll have to start bouncing some people. Yeah, maybe uh, look for uh, some outsiders to come on. But uh, we are now into week five of the NFL season. Um, we'll recap week five, get into week six. Uh, season's flying by. Uh, we have our first head coach firing that we'll get into and um, a few other news stories. Uh, just as b- before we started this, I did see Vontez Perfect had his uh, suspension upheld, so he is out for season. And um, let's uh, before we get into the news, though, let's get into our NFL 100. And uh, let's see. I think we were at like two minutes last week. So um, as we recap last week in the NFL, let's uh, try and keep it under 100 seconds, Nick. So let's get it started. All right, we'll start with Thursday night. Rams Seahawks, Russell Wilson continues to put up MVP numbers. Greg the leg shanks the game winner. Hawks win 30-29. to Cardinals Bengals battle the winless teams. Kyler Murray leads the Redbirds on a game-winning drive to beat the Bengals 26-23. Bills Titans, the Bills continue to impress as they beat the Titans in a low-scoring affair 14-7. Bears Raiders, Chase Daniels was chasing a comeback all day long. And finally, they took the lead, but not so fast, my friend. The Raiders ended up scoring in the fourth. Khalil Mack feels to get his revenge against Oakland. The Raiders win 24-21. Bucks Saints, Teddy Bridgewater, all he does is win, throws your fourth touchdown. And the Saints beat the Bucks 31-24. The Vikings, Giants, Kirk Cousins finally shows up, throws for 306 and two touchdowns. Vikings win 28, Giants 10. New York Jets versus Philadelphia Eagles. Jets continue to suck without Sam Darnold. Eagles fly all over the Jets, 31-6. Pats Redskins, Colt McCoy was not the answer for D.C. as Jay Gruden loses his final game, 33-7. Jags, Panthers run CMC running all day long with over 225 yards of scrimmage. Panthers 34, Jags 27. Will Fuller, Texans, Falcons. Is this week 7-11 because he was open 24-7 with 14 catches for 217 and three touchdowns. Broncos Chargers, the not-so-super San Diego Chargers, couldn't stop the elite Joe Flacco's. The Broncos 20, Chargers 13, Aaron Rodgers. Discount double-checking down to Aaron Jones all game as the Packers beat Dallas 34-24. Steelers-Ravens. Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, lost his red nose, a.k.a. his head this week. And Juju had some butterfingers as the Ravens win 26-23. Colts, Chiefs, Colts hit control-alt-delete as they shut down the Chiefs' offense. And they win 19-13. Browns, Niners, our Monday night game. Baker, Baker was not a touchdown maker as the Browns go for zero touchdowns and get blown out on national TV. Niners, 31. Browns, 3. Um, we did uh, a little better this time, Nick, but as we get into the news, how about the Cleveland Browns? 
national televised game on Monday night, and they get absolutely ran through by the 49ers. Like I said, 31 to three, zero touchdowns from the Browns offense. Um, we, we've talked about them before, Nick, but what, what's the problem here? Uh, Odell Beckham. I don't think, and I know he's getting double covered, but again, Odell Beckham, he has two catches, 27 yards versus San Francisco. That's just not going to get her done. Baker Mayfield was running all over the place. He didn't play well. Eight of 22, 100 yards, two interceptions. Did you happen to see the one tweet of the guy's fantasy score? And he lost by like one point because Baker Mayfield got a negative two points due to his poor performance. That would be awful to be that fantasy owner. It's the Browns. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to be in Cleveland and it has to start with Freddie, Freddie kitchens. I think. Yeah. I am early. I mean, I think we've said this multiple times, but back when we started this whole uh, podcast thing and, May and June-ish, um, when it was all the hype around the Browns, we said, you know, we we see them going like nine and seven. Um, may, I definitely said under like 11 wins, and the backlash we got was uh, pretty wild, especially for uh, people who live by Lake Erie. We have the Browns, the Steelers. We have all these teams around us where – um, you get called the hater. Uh, we got some very passionate Browns fans. And um, it's just tough to put it all uh, together in year one. But also, I just think uh, Baker's having a hell of a sophomore slump. Uh, he looks just horrible this season. And their offensive line isn't good. And, I mean, yeah, Odell also getting a double team sometimes. But they just really aren't getting him the ball at all. Two catches last week. Um I know fantasy owners are upset with how uh, the season's being played out. But, yeah, Brown's not looking good. And Freddie Kitchens not looking like a great head coach. Um, So some other games from week five. The uh, Patriots blow out the Redskins. And uh, next morning at 5 a.m., Jay Gruden gets a call that he is uh, being fired from the Redskins. So not only did he have to wake up at 5 a.m. after game day and then drive over to the stadium just to find out he got fired, um, they also just got absolutely blown out by New England. So, Nick, uh, I'm going to ask you, who do you think is a good candidate for the Redskins' new head coaching vacancy? So a few names uh, come to mind, and – I saw this. Uh, I don't really buy into it at all. But how about Urban Meyer? How about bring Urban Meyer to the NFL? Uh, that was gonna Dwayne be- Haskins was his quarterback last season. That would be very interesting. But also, do you know who's the Arizona Cardinals offensive coordinator? Not the Cardinals. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator right now? I do not. Byron Leftwich. He's done a great job with Jameis this year. Uh, I think the Buccaneers have, they've been slinging the rock. And I know Chris Godwin, he kind of has emerged. Mike Evans has had a few big games. So Byron Leftwich, he is a name to watch for the Buc- uh, sorry, uh, Redskins head coaching job. I um, Byron Leftwich could be their head coach and probably their starting quarterback. Uh, <laughs> they, um, they're miserable. And, like I said, you did take mine. I had Urban Meyer, 
but my second one was Jim Harbaugh. I think uh, okay, the whole Michigan thing not really working out. Maybe he wants to take that jump back to the NFL. Um, this isn't an ideal job, but, I mean, if Dan Snyder, uh, one of the worst owners in all of sports, if he wants to make a splash, everyone has a price. And I think this would be a, a good opportunity for Harbaugh to kind of leave Michigan. Uh, they're in a pretty bad I mean, not a bad place, but they definitely are underachieving. And um, I think that could add some excitement to this Redskins team, get them back in the uh, NFL. And, Nick, what uh, what does this mean for Jay Gruden? What's what's next for him? Jay Gruden, uh, I really want the Browns to just get rid of Kitchens because I think Jay Gruden would be a perfect fit for Cleveland. Offensive mind, I think it would be a different dimension over there on Lake Erie. And I think it would be kind of fun to watch. But I think this year, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, John Gruden's calling him right now to go help Oakland out this season. But I don't think Jay Gruden's going to be going anywhere this season. I could see easily in the offseason, I think he'll get a few calls. Because keep in mind, Jay Gruden last year was 5-1 and one until Alex Smith, his leg uh, snapped in half. He was 5-1. and one. They were leading that division until Alex Smith broke his leg and Basically, the rest was history for his career in Washington. Yeah, I agree. I, I also like Jay Gruden as a head coach, and I feel like, um, you know, he he had kind of a, a decent winning culture there, especially with how toxic, I guess, their upper uh, management is and just how poorly they put together rosters. So I do think um, definitely next season he'll have a decent job, if not a head coaching job. Um, I definitely could see him being like a consultant for a uh, Raiders team or something like that. Uh, maybe Nick Saban will bring him on as one of those random consultant roles that he gives out to uh, offensive coordinators every year. But uh, definitely expect Jay Gruden to be in Oakland a little bit. Um, but hey, I mean, I guess he doesn't have to coach the Redskins anymore. And um our next topic is uh, one that I feel very passionate about. As we look at the Broncos Chargers, Broncos beat the Chargers 20 to 13. As Philip Rivers goes for 211 yards and two touch or two interceptions, zero touchdowns. And this brings up a point that I've been trying to make for years that Philip Rivers, not only is he over, I mean, he's overrated in my opinion because um, just how everyone talks about him, but he's also not overrated because he's not good and people shouldn't think of him as how good he is. Um, he's never won a big game. And I know, you know, we talked about this today and uh, I just don't see him being in the elite quarterback talk. I think, I don't even think he was ever technically an elite quarterback. I think he's been uh, maybe a tier two guy in his prime. But, uh, listen, I'm not a big Rivers guy, and there are maybe 10, 15 quarterbacks I'd take over him right now. You're out of your goddamn mind. Phillip Rivers, he still can throw the football. And, folks, last year, and I'm very passionate about this one, if the New England Patriots don't beat the Chargers at home, the Chargers were going to win that Super Bowl. I'm very passionate about that. The Chargers scored 28 points in Foxborough. Not many teams can go into Foxborough and 
I would consider the game a blowout in the first half, but the Chargers did make a comeback in the second half. They scored 28 points. The New England Patriots defense gave up three points to that Los Angeles Rams team. Sean McVay, Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, three points. And Phillip Rivers put up 28 points last season, season in the playoffs. And I just wanted to pull up numbers. You know, there's a lot of talk. Big Ben, he's going to go in the Hall of Fame. Eli Manning, a lot of people says, say he's not going to be in, a, in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers, in less games than both of them, Philip Rivers has more career touchdown passes. He has less interceptions. And he's like 300 and 400 yards away uh, in the passing yard category. So those are two Hall of Famers, and he's statistically better than both of those guys. So I don't see your argument here on Philip Rivers just being mediocre or average. Still, to this day, right now, sitting right now, I would take Philip Rivers. He's a top seven quarterback. Top five might be pushing it just a tad, but I will make uh, an argument he is top six or top seven. See, um... You you bring up the playoff stats, and the only playoff stat you know I need to look at is the uh, five and six in the playoffs. And I think every year in the preseason, people say, "Oh, you know, this is a really good Chargers team," and uh, they just always underperform. He and and like I told you earlier, you know, his I said name a big game that he's won, and the big game was beating the Chiefs last year in the regular season. And uh, a hypothetical against the Patriots. And I'm not even so sure that they beat the Rams last year. I think the Patriots game plan for the Rams was unmatched. And there's zero chance that the Chargers would have ever replicated that. Um, so I I just think that he is, I will, I will argue he's, he might be an elite regular season quarterback. But he's kind of what the... Uh, We'll say like the 2000 Atlanta, the 2010s of the Atlanta Hawks um, for a basketball reference where they win 60 games in the regular season and then get swept in the uh, second round of the playoffs. Um, he's not a, a big game performer, and that's just my knock on him. And I told you earlier, Nick, I would take uh, Joe Flacco over him any day. Um, a guy who I would say he, Philip Rivers definitely has better individual stats, but listen, Joe Flacco, 10 and 5 in the playoffs. I'm taking Flacco, 10 out of 10. Uh, another thing I just want to bring up Philip Rivers, he is a straight dog on the field. If you watch him, he is the ultimate competitor. competitor. And since he took over in 2000, 2006, he has started every single game since 2006. I think that's remarkable. Just for a quarterback, you're always getting hit usually. And just since 06, he started every single game. And although his playoff stats aren't there, it's a team game. I mean, the Steelers had a great defense when Big Ben won the Super Bowl in 05-06 when they beat the Seahawks. And they had a great defense when they beat uh, the Cardinals in 09-2010, I think it was. So I just feel like Philip Rivers, it's always been him with the Chargers. I mean, he had uh, LT the one year, and they made it to the AFC Championship game. But guess what? Philip Rivers had a torn ACL and played through that game. And granted, they lost, but 
I don't think he's ever had an elite defense like Big Ben has ever had. Maybe he uh, should have let the backup come in. Um, he, um, he, the only thing he's elite at doing is making kids as he's up to like 10. Um, but just looking at the list of active quarterbacks, I'm taking Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Goff. I take Dak, Tom Brady, <laughs> Russell Wilson, okay. Watson, Rogers, Lamar Jackson, Flacco, probably even Baker, Wentz, give me Josh Allen, Stafford. So, yeah, he's probably 15. You I are mean, absolutely ridiculous. We're not, he's not oh, better also, than Jared Goff. He's not better than, oh, better than Matt Ryan, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. I, I would say he's, he's on the fence. So he's not even on here. Take out Andrew Luck, too. Andrew Luck's retired. He's not even in the NFL. Big Ben's hurt right now. I'm talking right now. He is – Drew Brees is also hurt. He is around five, six, seven in that range. I'm taking Mahomes over him, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz. Uh, I feel like I'm missing someone. Maybe Deshaun Watson. So he just needs the good quarterbacks to get hurt, and then he just slides in the top. I might be taking, honestly, right now, Phillip Rivers over Big Ben. I'm not taking Drew Brees <laughs> over him. But did you see Big Ben against the Patriots in week Big one? Ben looked he looked Big Ben looked I'll give you that. This is the worst I think Big Ben has ever looked. But still, I, if I need to win a football game and you're telling me I get to pick – I uh, life on my a life on the line. I'm taking Big Ben over Philip Rivers. Oh, and Russell Wilson, I would take over Philip Rivers. But I'm telling you, Rivers can still win football games. And I mean, they're two and three this year, but so apparently not. They'll make the playoffs. And keep in mind, Derwin James is out, and he'll come back later in the season. That's going to be a very big boost for that defense. So they might make a late playoff run. And hey, we're going to see. Yeah, uh, we will see. They they listen. They do play the Steelers this week. So if he loses to freaking Hodges, or I just can't imagine Rudolph plays this week. So if you know he loses a home game to this depleted Pittsburgh team, then uh, I will rest my case for the rest of my life. Um, I mean, looking at their schedule: Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Chicago, Green Bay, Oakland, Kansas City. Um, I mean, not the hardest schedule, but definitely not easy, I guess, if the Titans and Bears kind of pick their uh, game up. But as we uh, get into our next conversation, I just want to bring up the Oakland Raiders real quick. Can we just give a shout out to John Gruden? And uh, this team's playing some good football right now. There's three and two. And uh, listen, five or so weeks ago when Antonio Brown was cut, um, basically giving up uh, two draft picks for him. They were the laughing stock of the NFL. And uh, a lot of people were talking about them like being bottom tier. And I know it's still early in the season, but, I mean, they have got some quality wins. Obviously, they probably – I mean, no one really expected them to beat Denver, but beating the Colts, who is a pretty legit team this year, and then – and beating Chicago, obviously Trubisky wasn't playing, but that's still a very good Bears defense. Um, then they have tough losses to Minnesota on the road and the Chiefs. But John Gruden, man, he uh, he just seems, you know, to know what he's doing out there. He's, he's a football guy. Yeah, with uh, Carr. 
the one thing that was remarkable in that Bears uh, Raiders game, Derek Carr did not get sacked one time. And everyone, I, last year the Bears defense was elite, and they're still elite. And the fact that Khalil Mack, this was his big revenge game, he even said he's been looking forward to this game. I think Derek Carr got knocked down once that whole entire game, he mentioned in his press conference. Against that front seven, that's crazy. Good for the Raiders O-line. And it, I mean, you have to think, if Antonio Brown is on Oakland right now, are they 3-2? and two? Uh, um, I mean, I mean, with all the locker room distraction and all that, I just don't, I don't buy it. I think Antonio Brown, he's a great talent, yeah, obviously. I feel it's like, just, they, I think with him, they probably, I think them beating the, uh, the Broncos week one was kind of like the team rallying together. And that was like a big emotional. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, the rate, the Raiders, they're legit and John Gruden, Big football guy. And how do you not love John Gruden? I miss him on Monday Night Football. But, I mean, they really rallied uh, after the Antonio Brown shenanigans. And here they are playing good football, 3-2. and two. And they have a decent, decently tough schedule coming up. They play Green Bay, Houston. They play Detroit, who's been kind of, I mean, pretty decent than San Diego. So they have a next... Their next few games are pretty tough for them, so we'll see what they're made of down there in Oakland. Yeah, and uh, one more, I guess, thing from last week. Um, just a quick uh, recap of that Mason Rudolph hit. Um, you know, we're uh, it's 2019 now. We have all the people bringing up uh, player safety, and. Uh, there, there's been two moments in my life where I've been watching a football game, both Steelers games, where you get, like, physically sick. I honestly, like, I'm not making a joke or anything. I thought Mason Rudolph was dead. Um, it didn't look like he was breathing. The way Juju and the rest of the team were reacting, um, it it looked awful. And uh, just, you, you love the sport, but something tough like that, and then you got to imagine just, two grown men going full speed in opposite directions and then taking a helmet to your jaw. Um, it was a tough situation. Um, however, on a more lighter note, um, taking the face face mask off of the helmet uh, wasn't doing him any justice um, because it's just hard to look cool if you're wearing a uh, helmet with no face mask. I thought, I mean, it was a very tough situation. Prayers go to Mason Rudolph. I know he's doing okay now. But Pat McAfee had one hell of a tweet. He said, <laughs> when, like, when you, like, wake up or whatever and you're on a football, football field without a face mask or whatever, uh, it was just hilarious. You'll have to go check it out. I forget what it was word to word. But it was so funny, and it kind of eased up the moment. But I'm glad he's doing okay. And yeah. I, he yep. should be back uh, probably next week, when you say? He Not was I'm pretty sure he was on the practice field today. <laughs> well, I mean, what a, I mean, just a turn of events. He wasn't moving at all, then he kind of just, like, started moving again. I didn't, I didn't see the hit live, but, I mean, I saw so many replays, and it was just a, such a scary moment. And Juju even, like, almost fainted on the field, and he yeah. was just in awe, and he was very emotional about it. And football you're gonna get those plays I mean 
you said a couple times in your life, like Ryan Shazier was probably one of those times where he wasn't moving at all. It's just here and there, you're just going to get those plays, and all you can do is pray and hope for the best for them. Yeah, and Mason Rudolph did practice today. Um, I don't think he's going to play, though, this week. I do know that uh, Brock Osweiler is um, on the active roster now, but Hodges got first-team reps. Hodges looked uh, pretty decent last week, um, I think. I, In my you know, honest opinion, might be a little biased, but I think there are some facts to it. I really do think. Um, after we got that first stop in overtime, I think we were going to go down and kick the field goal to win. Um, that juju play would have been a nice chunk um, had he not fumbled it. So just another tough loss for the Steelers. But listen, um, we're still in the mix for uh, leader of the division. I mean, that division's so wide open right now. I know the Ravens took the lead, but like the Browns, you don't know with them. And the one thing with the Steelers, just I know they didn't make the playoffs. You can count on their culture, and I know, like I said, they missed the playoffs last year, but like, as long as they have Mike Tomlin, and I've been very hard, I think Mike Tomlin like isn't the best coach for Pittsburgh because of all the talent they've had. I feel like they should have won a couple Super Bowls with Bell and Antonio Brown there. Anyways, I just think their culture is pretty decent there, and with Mason Rudolph, if, if he's healthy, I think he can win a few football games, and I'm not saying playoffs, but hey, I think they could still go maybe 9-7 and seven and possibly compete for a wild card spot. Yeah, and it's a shame that we don't have Big Ben right now because this is, I think, like the best our defense has been playing uh, in a long in a, time. In a very long time since probably, honestly, like the 2010, like James Harrison, Troy Palomalo, all of them. Yeah, I definitely, those steel curtain prime days. Um, we look forward to week six as our uh, Thursday night game is your New England Patriots against the New York Giants. Um, This is, you know, obviously they have their Super Bowls. Uh, You think this is, you think every time the Patriots see the Giants on the schedule, it's, you know, they they really want to give it to them? I think they're kind of past those days. Uh, I remember in 2014 they played, and this is when, like, Obel, Odell Beckham emerged. Uh, this might have been, honestly, his rookie season or his second year. But that was a close game. New England had a game-winning field goal. I just feel like it's always just a close game with the Giants. But now that Eli's not there anymore, it's kind of a – it's a whole different team. I mean, the last time they played them in the Super Bowl was the 2012 year. So, I mean, I think they're kind of over it, but definitely just – all those players, because there's still uh, Pat Chung, Devin McCourty, Tom Brady, Edelman was there. So there's still a few of them that, I mean, they remember that Super Bowl. And obviously, they might circle this game on the schedule, but just the fact that Eli's not the quarterback anymore, and it's a, I think every, every face is probably new. Uh, it's not that, you know, they don't have that much of an urge to win this game as they did in 2014. And those years, you know. Yeah, we'll see if uh, Danny Dimes can give the Patriots a, a good game. You know, they, I, other than the Bills, they they've had very little. Uh, comp- yeah, competition. And this game is still going to be very little competition. I mean, Daniel Jones, he's the quarterback, but Saquon's out. I know 
Sterling Shepard's out. Evan Ingram's out. Yeah. So I I just think it's going to be a tough spot for Daniel Jones to come in on prime time Thursday night with, I mean, not many weapons. I know Golden Tate, he should be back from suspension. He is playing. Yeah. So, I mean, he'll make his debut, but other than that, well, we'll see how it goes, but I don't really expect much from the New York Giants. But, hey, how about the Redskins-Dolphins? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> he's got to win this week. So we have Redskins 0-5 versus the Dolphins 0-4. Redskins going through a head coaching change. I don't – are they starting Colt McCoy? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Colt McCoy did not look too good uh, last week, but – yeah, I think the Dolphins come away with that victory. This is going to be one of the worst games in the NFL history. Um, both it's the Akron-UMass game of it, the NFL, it, I guess. Is. Both teams just horrible. Someone's got to win. It would not shock me if they tied somehow. Um, I, Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to see the Dolphins win this one, but I just... You you couldn't even, like, I don't even know who I could even tell you who I think is going to win because the confidence level in making a pick for this game is very little. But um, I think I'm just going to say the Dolphins are going to win. You know, they're the home team. Maybe the Niners are uh, a little upset that their head coach just got fired. Um, I'm not really sure what the locker room thought about that. So... Yeah, I'm just going to – all I got to say is I think the Dolphins are getting that first win this, this season. Uh, how about the Texans-Chiefs? Chiefs coming off their first loss of the season. Deshaun Watson blew up last game, perfect QBR. The Chiefs are at home. So who do you like in that 1 o'clock game? Yeah, this is a game I wanted to bring up. Um, this The game I'm looking at right now, it says over under 55. And I think um, this is a game that is going to hit over that and – Obviously, getting in the 60s and stuff in the NFL is not always, um, you know, it's not college football. So, um, 60 is kind of steep, but, I mean, 53 points last week for Houston. And I'm not big on this Kansas City defense at all. Uh, They are giving up a lot of points this season to, you know, teams that probably shouldn't be putting up that many points on them. So, I think this is... um, going to be a high scoring game where maybe the winning team is close to 40 um it's definitely going to be a good game i expect the chiefs to bounce back but listen the uh another week of mahomes struggling so is the uh i did see someone talking about how man defense uh has just been making uh yeah because you know their receivers aren't getting open so is the uh is the game plan out there to uh, shut down Mahomes in this offense? Uh, well, I did uh, see that tweet. I saw New England did it in the AFC Championship game. Then the Lions did it a couple of weeks ago. And then the Colts did it. And the one thing that goes unnoticed, Tyreek Hill has been gone pretty much all season. I think he played a little bit of week one. Tyreek Hill should be back this game, I was reading. Uh, I think he's still questionable. But I expect him to play. And Tyreek Hill, he's just – he's a cheetah, man. He's so fast. So that's definitely going to help the man coverage just because he can simply just run by you. 
So we'll see what Tyree Kill brings to the table. Uh, like you said, the Texans defense isn't really anything special. So, I mean, I don't think the Texans defense is a real sample to tell how they do against Mahomes. But like you said, I think that's the best way to beat them. Uh, I do expect the Chiefs to bounce back, like you said. Uh, I just don't – I mean, Deshaun Watson, I feel like, is so inconsistent. Some games he'll blow up, then some games I feel like the Texans score like 17 points. Yeah, um, I, I think that that could be a game where – I mean, hopefully, I love seeing a nice little shootout, especially in the NFL, especially uh, for fantasy purposes. Um, hopefully, Hopkins gets gets it going a little bit. Um, not not so much talking about the game, but I know we want to talk about the Carolina Panthers real quick, especially before we wrap this up. Um, Kyle Allen was named the starter once again, um, kind of later on in the week, though. Uh, you know, usually it's been Cam Newton will not be playing on like the Monday. Um, I, I've said it before. I think that they should roll with Kyle Allen. Obviously, Cam Newton was uh, your franchise quarterback for a while, but until, you know, Kyle Allen shows that he's not going to win you football games, I don't know why you wouldn't um, keep it rolling with him. The offense is doing great. McCaffrey is just on fire, um, scoring over 34 points, two out of three games, beating some quality teams. Jags, obviously a decent team, but beating Houston on the road. Um, I, I like, I think the Panthers are a very good team. And I think uh, with Kyle Allen right now, you know, their offense is hitting on all cylinders and just the chemistry is really good right now. And, and bringing Cam Newton in, and especially if Cam Newton came in and didn't look all that great and they ended up losing, um, I think that would just kind of kill the momentum. Uh, Kyle Allen, he is, I could be wrong, but I'm 99% confident he is the only quarterback to win his first four NFL starts and not throw an interception. So that's pretty crazy right there. Kyle Allen has 940 yards and actually 674 yards, five touchdowns this year with a quarterback rating of 107.4. You just don't see that from, a, I mean, an inexperienced player like Kyle Allen. I mean, he's been in the league. I think he was in the league last year. But, I mean, winning your first four starts is pretty crazy. You don't see that every day. And on top of that, if you don't throw an interception, you're being smart with the ball. Good decision making. That's on a whole nother level. Uh, like you said, I just it, it would be hard to go back to Cam Newton if Kyle Allen continues to impress. And I just feel like Cam Newton, his days are behind them with Carolina. And I can see Carolina in the offseason addressing this issue maybe trading him because I think Cam Newton's still worth at least a second round pick. I'm not sure if he's worth a whole first round pick, but I could see like someone like Cincinnati jumping on the Cam Newton train just to get a whole different look on their offense there. But yeah, yeah it's uh, I feel like it's going to be a headline going into this year's off season. And especially if Cam Newton doesn't come back at all, because I've been reading that Carolina might just shut him down. Yeah, I mean, I think um, – I definitely think they should just keep rolling with Kyle Allen. Um, maybe well, – Why not? Like, if you're winning football games. Yeah, take Cam off the active roster. And then if, if there's, like, a week where Kyle Allen maybe has back-to-back -back bad weeks and you start losing, 
maybe bring Cam back, but um, you you pointed out maybe uh, move on from Cam Newton, and um, you know obviously he is talented, but he just hasn't been the same. He's been hurt, but I, I do think a team with like a younger head coach um, who who kind of need an established quarterback, maybe a new jersey color would be good for Cam Newton. Um, you said the Bengals. Zach Taylor, a young coach who could kind of get an up-tempo offense going with a mobile quarterback would be kind of um, exciting to see. But yeah, I think uh, Panthers definitely need to consider moving on, and I definitely think that Kyle Allen should be uh, QB1 the rest of the way. And it's a, like in the NFL, sometimes like, change is good, and you see it with many players. I mean, Drew Brees, he was, a lot of people forget, he was on the Chargers. He had a huge shoulder injury. He got traded to the Saints, and then his, I mean, obvious, like, you know the rest. I mean, Drew Brees, he's a Hall of Famer, one of the best ever. And then, and people forget, Carson Palmer was a complete mess in Cincinnati. He was an MVP candidate the year that he took Arizona to the NFC title game. So it's like, sometimes change is good for quarterbacks, and we might see that with Cam. Yeah, you see it in, like, college when a kid transfers or um, just, like, NFL teams, like, the culture of uh, a team. And I know we point out, like, the Patriots. Like, a guy like Rex Burkhead was really nothing. Um, Like, you look at, like, James White, people like these awkward Patriot guys. uh, If they were in, like, a different setting, you know, would they pan out to what they are? So maybe a, a change of setting would be good for Cam Newton. Maybe uh, a wardrobe change too, um, tone it down a little bit. But uh, any other games, real quick, before we wrap this thing up? Uh, real quick, I know the 49ers, they're uh, undefeated, only undefeated team in the NFC. They're taking on the Rams. Who do you like in that game? 405. You bring up undefeated, and how about. Uh, the only two teams left undefeated are the Patriots and the uh, Niners, two Patriot quarterbacks in Garoppolo and Tom Brady. Um, you know, I I think that this is kind of a must win for the Rams, and I do think this 49ers team, you know, I, I don't know if they're legit or not yet. Um, they haven't beaten the best of competition. Um but I think this is just a tough spot for the Niners just because they're playing a Rams team on the road. And this seems like a, uh, you know, you don't hit the panic button in week five or week six, but this seems like a must win for the Rams as they uh, have had back-to-back tough losses. Yeah, very tough. Uh, Greg Zerline missing the game winner there after Jared Goff led the Rams on a pretty impressive uh game-winning drive almost uh so yeah i agree almost hitting the panic button a little too early but they definitely have to start winning some football games and another game i just want to look at real quick how about just i love gardner Minshew. so just how about this saints jags game we have teddy bridgewater versus Minshew. it's in jacksonville do you think teddy bridgewater remains undefeated as the saints starting quarterback I I like the Saints in this. I think their defense is good, and I am a huge Gardner Minshew guy, big on Minshew mania. But I just the Jags defense isn't really um, what what it has been, especially with Ramsey um, just refusing, I guess, to show up. 
Um, speaking of Ramsey, he was in Houston um, last week uh, celebrating with Deshaun Watson after his win. And the Jaguars were playing Carolina. So, you know, whatever's happening there. But I, I think um, Teddy Bridgewater is getting comfortable um, in this Saints offense. Uh, had a great week last week, and his defense is very good. So I just don't think Jacksonville has the uh, kind of firepower that the Saints do. Fournette has looked fantastic, though. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the Saints on the road is is my pick this week, especially with Bridgewater getting more and more comfortable and the Saints kind of opening up that playbook to him. Yeah, I like the Saints, too. I just want to mention, you said the Saints defense. Marshawn Lattimore is emerging as one of the best corners in the league. Two weeks ago, he shut down Amari Cooper. And this week, well, this past week, he shut down Mike Evans. Zero catches. I also like the Saints. Uh, Real quick, because we're kind of, we're extending this podcast a little longer. Eagles-Vikings I'm interested in. That's a rematch of the NFC title game two years ago. Who do you like in that one? Vikings are home. Yeah, and this one, um, you know, I think last week we all thought Thielen was going to have a big week and probably Diggs just because uh, Kirk Cousins got called out so much. Um, And you knew he was going to look their ways. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Eagles, though, this week. I think Kirk Cousins, you know, I think last week was kind of a prove-it game. Yeah, for Kirk Cousins, where he just had to show out one week and everyone will quiet down. Um, and I, I do think the Eagles will come in and win. I'm still not huge on the Vikings. I think they're just kind of inconsistent. Um, so I'm going to go with the road team. Uh, like you said, it was a proving game for Kirk Cousins last week. And this is just one of those games. Kirk Cousins always finds a way to lose. It's like anytime he plays like, above 500 opponent i'm not sure if the eagles are above 500 they might be they might be like three and two but anyway i think it's a big game he just finds a way to lose but i think just this time they're at home coming off a big win kirk cousins played extremely well he completed 20 22 out of 27 passes i think he just needs to find a way to build momentum off it and i just think he will dalvin cook has been running the ball extremely well and their defense is still uh a top five defense in the league. And last game, Seahawks going into Cleveland. Who do you like in that game? Do you think uh, Baker Mayfield bounces back? Or do you think Russell Wilson continues his MVP year with Um, Seattle? I think this is just a tough spot for the Browns to try and bounce back. (laughs) Pete Carroll is a great head coach. And um, I think this Seahawks team is very legit. Um, they have a tough loss to New Orleans or New Orleans this this season, but listen, Russell Wilson probably the favorite for MVP right now. He just looks unstoppable. Um, their defense, um, I think, is going to cause a lot of problems for Cleveland. I just think it comes down to head coaching. Pete Carroll is going to dominate uh, Freddie Kitchens, and I really think Seattle is going to beat them here. And then, you know, people in Cleveland are really going to have to hit the panic button because. You know, you look at that schedule, Seattle, and then you got to buy, and then you go into New England. So you're definitely not beating New England there. Um, and then it gets a little easier, but um, I just I think this is a tough week for the Browns to try and bounce back, um, especially with this Seahawks team that's absolutely rolling this season. 
you talk about a tough spot. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I just coming off a 31 to three. Didn't the Browns have a field goal loss on Monday Night Football on prime time, and you have to play the Red Hot Seahawks coming off a big win, and they played Thursday night. They had extra time to prepare, but this is an East Coast game for Seattle and a 1 o'clock start, so it's pretty much 10 a.m. for them, which I think it's always a little tricky for those West Coast teams to do. Uh, I just think the Browns, we mentioned the Rams being in must-win mode. I think the Browns kind of have a chip on their shoulder after getting absolutely embarrassed on Monday night, and I just feel like it's the Browns are going to find a way to squeeze this one out somehow and beat Russell Wilson. And I could see Baker Mayfield bouncing, bouncing back big. It just all comes down to the O-line. If he has time to throw to Odell, Jarvis Landry, and if Nick Chubb can get going, they're going to win the football game. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, I mean, we've, we've been waiting all season for this Browns bounce back where Baker has like a massive game with multiple touchdowns and, I just, I think Seattle's going to have a great game plan. And uh, obviously the Browns' offensive line sucks. And Seattle, I think, is going to cause problems. Um, so I think... Yeah, all, that's pretty much it. All the notable yeah, games. All, all we got for you this week, um, week six, as the uh, NFL season is flying by, uh, another episode of the BFB Blitz presented by Bayfront Boys. Um, check out our other podcast coming out this week. Check out the store, our website at bayfrontboys.com. And uh, that's all we have for you. So thank you for tuning in. <laughs>